The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests, hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast. Maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. Welcome to Media Layer Sandwich. I'm recording at the end of April, so we're still in quarantine when this comes out. It'll probably be like three weeks or something like that. And this is Media Litter Sandwich, which is, of course, on MediaLitterSandwich.com, Toten.com, Patreon. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a Patreon, so you can join that to get, like, uncut stuff and a lot of cool things. You'd be the first person to hear it, but if you want to be a second person, we're on DD Radio on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or you can wait till the podcast comes out and just listen the whole thing when you want or watch the video version. And video version is always different than the audio version because sometimes I get an artist in here and we show some stuff and, and it's very visual. And I'm looking at these these pictures on Sarah's website and these things look like they're about to like pop off. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, please introduce yourself and, and tell me what I'm looking at here. Uh, hi, so uh, I'm Sarah Dollinger. I'm a creature artist from a little bit north of Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, I like to make it cr- creatures like, you know, your traditional monsters and even like weird alien stuff, but I always kind of root it in the natural world, and uh, that's kind of my my main goal. My big project right now that I'm doing is a bunch of alien scientists studying alien creatures there's no humans at all in it and i'm calling it zero drag murder mouth alien i'm I'm seeing a hand there's a hand or is that a different book (laughs) oh (laughs) that's a different book the hand Uh, is for um fate of cthulhu which ah, is um from uh evil hat productions Hmm. and uh have you heard the fate game system it's one of their books very nice so that's what that's for my own stuff though there's like no people in it at all So what you saw, I want you to saw on two different things, but you have you have several books. This is by no means your first project. Oh no no, um, my first project was a historical fiction, and that was called Seen and Unseen: Observations in the Panamanian Wilderness. And uh, I actually did go to Panama as a, a as a vacation, and then that was kind of like what influenced me to write the book. And I worked with the Smithsonian and made sure I got all my historical facts right and stuff like that. But that's basically what happens if a scientist went down to Panama in 1911 and accidentally found monsters. Mm-hmm. And then my next book, uh, Metal Weave Games, hired me to make the Atlas Animalia. And that was a Kickstarter. It was really successful. It was like, uh, I think like 45 grand. And I illustrated everything in the Atlas Animalia. And then my third book that I'm working on is the Zero Drag Murder Mouth one. Um, but I've done like, you know, like I've contributed to some Monty Cook books and some uh, Chaosium books like here and there. Evil Hat. Okay, so now I'm sharing the Zero Drag. Okay. Wow, there's some... Wow, this, how do you do the coloring? Is this all this digital or do you sketch it out first? It depends. So if you're looking at like a a concept sketch, Mm -hmm. so uh, that would be done in pencil or um, even I I could draw it out in Photoshop or um, procreate on the iPad and then I'll color it in Photoshop. And then the one, the the big pieces, like the full on illustration looking pieces, like the most impressive ones, those are sculpted in ZBrush. 
colored in ZBrush, and then there's a combination of Photoshop and um, photography, uh, like photo manipulation on top of them. Wow. I mean, th- th- some they just look so realistic, some of these. It's, it's, it's breathtaking. It really is. Thank you. I appreciate it. Numerous. Oh, wow. So that's all the stuff right there. The stuff for, um, that's all the stuff for Monty cook games. You can kind of see their little, uh, copyright in the bottom corner there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And, uh, if you're not looking at the video version, um, just, I- I'm looking at a reptile, like a Raptor with like more eyes than I can <laughs> count. Um, which I may not be saying too much. Um, <laughs> That might be that Monty Cook is a fantastic client for me because mm-hmm. their whole shtick is that they make weird stuff. So like all the prompts are like, we need a creature and we need it to be weird. And they'll have like <laughs> a couple, have like a couple little points here or there that they want me to hit. Like, you know, it's bird based or this is kind of like a lizard or something like that. But then after that, they're just like, go fly free. Uh, so they're a really fun client to work with. <laughs> wow. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about what your current project, because I want to ask you more about working with clients. Okay. Um, so my current project, the Zero Drag Murder Mouth one, uh, you can see pretty much all the art from the first chapter if you go on my website. And the second chapter well, is What's your website? Go ahead and say that. Oh, it's um, just my name. So it's saradollinger.com. Mm-hmm. So nice and nice and easy. Oh, and uh, if you want to find me like anywhere on the internet, Sarah Dollinger is a pretty rare name. There's only five of us, I think. And I'm the one that does creatures. So if you type in my <laughs> name, it's you're going to find me. <laughs> I'm really easy to find online. Uh, but anyway, Zero Drag is about um, six alien scientists and they get a grant. And they use this grant to go to far off distant places and study there. And they might encounter um, different peoples of varying technology. Like some people encounter you know, other alien races that can, you know, have space travel and some very much so don't. Some are friendly, some are hostile. And meanwhile, while they're doing their travels, they always encounter a shark-like alien because I think sharks are cool. And that's kind of the beginning of the project. I was like, I want to make alien sharks. And they encounter a creature that is eaten by the shark alien. And uh, it's kind of the story of these scientists going to these places to study various aliens. And it was like an excuse to uh, have me design a whole bunch of different aliens, like completely unique creatures that aren't in like any other mythos or game system or anything like that. It was just like, you know, uh, scratch the creative itch kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds so cool. I know right now if I say alien shark too loud, someone will probably run in here. <laughs> I, I got a room with a whole bunch of sharks upstairs. I bet you I said alien shark. So I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> they look really cool it's really so is it's a whole concept story or yeah so they're gonna be like um Mm -hmm. every chapter is kind of like it's a self-contained little mini story Mm -hmm. so there's gonna be six chapters that i have planned and there's gonna be like just a short story in each chapter so it's like the chapter begins intro new scientist adventure of this you know the scientist in this place chapter ends next chapter begin new scientist and we repeat and they go to all different kinds of worlds. So um, the, I'm a huge documentary nerd, and I'm a big fan of Blue Planet. And if anyone else is a documentary nerd, you're going to be like, this is based off Blue Planet. And it is. There's like, you know, a polar one, a deep sea one, a river system one, mangrove swamp one kind of thing. 
Very cool. So how is this self-published or you're going through a company? Right now, this is just all self-published. It's actually okay. um, funded by my Patreon. Mm-hmm. So my patrons fund all of this. That's Which you amazing. can also find by just looking up my name. <laughs> if, you can, <laughs> if you look up my name, you can find me anywhere. <laughs> Very easy. I found your website extremely yeah. easily. Uh, uh, thank you for reaching out to me. I put a casting call out on a group. You reached out to me, and I, I just like, like, yeah, I do. I'm doing like a book. I look up your name. Like, yes. This, <laughs> thank this. you. Thank you. And the uh, gaming books, the, the designs are fantastic as well. How, how do you get like the like? I don't know how big this client is, but for their images, they better, you know, it, they better be paying you something because you're giving them some high quality stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I always try and, uh, well, I mean, the thing is, is like, I was trying to over deliver a little bit, you know, <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta kind of, um, I don't know. I just think it's like a professional thing to do. Okay. And uh, I always want to give them, I always want to give them the most for their, for their buck kind of thing. How long have you been uh, freelancing your art? Four years now. I've okay. been I've been a professional artist. God, I started in 2006, and four mm-hmm. years ago I made the jump to uh, be a independent freelancer. And uh, um, are, are you like full time freelancer? You sub if you do have a day job or had a day job before this whole thing started, uh, you don't have to say what it was or anything like that. Oh, that's cool. No, I've been I've been a full time freelancer for those four years, and mm-hmm. before that, I was um, in uh, medical um, design and illustration. So I would do I was I worked at a medical company, and I did like their anatomical drawings or and some of their apps, like some of their websites too. And mm-hmm. before that, I made video games, and before that, I was in a travel company that did virtual tours. And that is basically all the major gigs that I've had. Wow, it it, it sounds like it's it's on the same field actually, which is really cool. Cause they're way different things like, like way different outcomes, but they're connected, aren't they? Yeah. There's been, there's like, I've always tried to maintain a certain theme and mm-hmm. you kind of have to adjust. Like, I mean, you know, like right now, like, you know, we've got a pandemic, so I've been adjusting what I'm offering and stuff like that. And, you know, we had a recession earlier in my career and had to adjust. So I've actually picked up a ton of skills because, you know, you get hired for a job and you're like, Oh, I'm going to make uh, 3d models for this video game company. And they're like, yeah, but uh, we also need someone to make vector art. Can you learn how to make vector art? So I, I, I can do like almost any kind of art by now. <laughs> I've done it all. <laughs> and and w- when you train, like has it been any time where you're like, I don't have time to learn this new thing. <laughs> you kind of don't have any time ever and you still make time for it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. kind of how it is. You're tired a lot. Like, like a lot of people ask what it's like to be an, a professional artist and then even to make the jump out of the studio environment into a freelance environment. And it's just, you kind of have to like learning. I do. Um, I like learning. I like uh, practicing new skills, like on my own time or my free time. So it wasn't, it's never been too hard of a jump for me. Um, but it kind of like never ends. You kind of, you kind of have to like, for me, I have to like schedule in time for, for break. I'll be like commencing relaxation period now sort of thing, (laughs) but you're always kind of go, go, go. 
As many of us are learning, uh, uh, having to work from home. I, I used to hate working from home. Um, and, and now it's like, I don't have a choice. So now I have to learn how to do it. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> as, oh man, what's been the oddest or at least uh, give me a good story of you interacting with a client, either for the first time or trying to, um, figure something out, trying to troubleshoot something. The most troubleshooting I ever did was when I was working in video games. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) that was the most challenging because we had a tiny studio. And one time they had a proprietary game engine and they didn't have any documentation for it whatsoever. So they had a proprietary game engine. They wanted us to make a game on it. And it was me and one engineer that had to figure out how to make a game with an engine with no documentation. Um, and so we just experimented a lot and troubleshoot a lot. And I, you know, made a character and rigged it and then remade it and re-rigged it until it worked. That's the biggest, that's the, probably the hardest troubleshooting task I have succeeded in. Um, and since, since going freelance, it's been easier than that because I mean, I mostly do illustration. There's not a lot of troubleshooting Mm -hmm. you need to do for an illustration, you know, and, um, for the most part, um, all my clients, um, they kind of know what they're about. So they're just like, I see your portfolio, you make monsters, we need X, Y, and Z. Can you deliver it? But you know, two months kind of thing. How do clients find you? Like what's, what's, do they say, Hey, I saw this when I'm looking for something. Sometimes like, um, the Atlas Animalia, that was, me in the very beginning of my career, that was, I think I had only been in business for about six months and I made this kind of uh, poster. It was like a demo piece and I posted it to the um, 5e Dungeons and Dragons group on Facebook. And um, then I went for, it's like, you know, the, the tale of, and then I went for a walk. And when I came back, it was everywhere. It had completely gone viral and blown up and it was shared, like had like over a thousand likes and stuff like that. And then Metal Weave Games saw that post and then they contacted me because of the, um, the original post had had like these um, variants of the Dungeons and Dragons monsters with the anatomical drawings um, intermingled with them. So they saw that and they were like, hey, what do you think about turning this concept into an entire book? And that was kind of how that went. So if you can get found like that, um, most of the time it's uh, – Kind of the grunt work, cold call thing. You research a client, you make a portfolio that's specific to their needs, then you reach out to them and say, you know, whenever you have a a project that comes up that we're a good match for, please contact me. And it's kind of like, um, it's a bit of a long burn a lot of times because you might uh, have a really good portfolio, but the client might not have a project yet. And you just kind of, there's a lot of waiting in freelance art. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I think that's that's people's hardest thing is is uh getting the clients the hardest part of starting is finding a client and you're talking 2007 when uh the right person sharing at the right time and the right group can really do something i know it's it's harder now i especially when you got uh uh, facebook like don't you know not wanting to share external stuff and this external stuff 
Oh yeah, the algorithms are a nightmare. You always mm-hmm. have to try and outfox them. They're like they're they're just hellish. They're so bad. I, I wish they were not here. <laughs> but oh, yeah. you do your best. Like I mean, and you you do promotions like um, the ones that are really good are like like Inktober or Smogist or Mermaid, and those are big hashtag events where everyone's drawing mermaids or everyone's drawing dragons or whatever. So you can kind of like sneak your links into those sometimes. That's a good technique. Having a mailing uh, for, list for those that need a slow down button. Um, <laughs> there's different events every month that have hashtags on Twitter. That's why they all sound like month names. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, not yeah. just for artists. There's also writing ones and stuff like that too. There's a lot of things like that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, that's good. Mailing lists—they help too. Anything mm-hmm. to kind of mitigate the Facebook algorithms, social media algorithms. Yeah, and uh, um, just because uh, uh, for the freelance artists, they're getting started. Uh, um, when someone says uh, uh, you'll be paid in uh, uh, um, <laughs> an influence or people in exposure, no. 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 <laughs> that means they themselves don't have enough exposure to make it worth it. <laughs> yeah. And I would even so, go so far as to say um, they don't have enough experience to be a good art director for you either. So a lot of people would say, oh, well, I don't have a portfolio yet. So this would be a great way for me to build a portfolio. I've done, I've like, I've lived this life. I've done those gigs. They actually art direct you so bad that your work turns out worse than it would have been if you art directed mm-hmm. yourself. So just don't do any of those gigs ever. Don't work for exposure ever. And art direct yourself, make a good portfolio piece, pitch that to a client and then get paid. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I I was able to learn these lessons very very at the beginning when I was still. I decided when I was in college if I got to do um, homework and projects that were going to be very time consuming. If I could get a client and get paid at the same time making these projects that that I'm paying to do, I was going to do that. And I ran across people that didn't know what they're doing and they wanted to take over your project. Like, no, this is also a school project, which I would tell them up front. And yeah. then they would want to kind of start directing my own thing and make it it's like, dude, if I do it this way, I'm going to fail. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I could tell you why, or you can just trust me because I'm doing this for you very cheap. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I did a whole presentation for that, that turned a grade, a whole letter up because I had to explain why it sucked because I did, wasn't allowed to do what I wanted to do, but I got paid while doing it. So I got the credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> paid is good. <laughs> I, I, that, I, I, that's why I still tell people if you have to do something, if you're able to get paid while you're doing it, you're going to get a lot more of experience. Mm-hmm. Forget, you know, forget about that. You know, forget about the ego part. You have to be able to, to, to get, pay, you know, you have to make money in what you're doing or else how the hell are you going to eat? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And a lot of people get all bent out of shape with like, oh, art is like this high level thing or something like that. I'm like, dude, I'm a person that has a mortgage and Mm -hmm. I have, uh, you know, I I like sandwiches and all these normal things. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're going to get paid. And the way I figure it, it's just kind of like hiring another skilled laborer. Like Mm -hmm. you're you're not like, oh, plumber, this is your higher calling. You should fix my bathroom for free. No, it's like you hire a skilled laborer to fix your problem it's the same difference you know yeah and that's what it is because it's not like you go to college and then you know how to do it forever no 
there's a way updates all the time. You have to keep re- learning new things, relearning things. It, it truly is a skilled labor. And um, I know this is gets said over and over again, but you're not paying somebody to do a piece in 30 minutes to an hour. You're paying someone all the experience that they learn how to do a satisfactional piece in 30 minutes, an hour, or however long it takes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know, I know in the video world, it's like, oh, my my brother can do this. My my nephew can. Yeah, they can. Um, and they might not even they might even be able to uh make those colors pop like you want them to pop. But you ain't gonna. You're not gonna get the same result. No. <laughs> you well, can I mean, go with them. Just... I'm not arguing. You know what? <laughs> you could go with them. I'm not gonna make that argument. Um, yeah. but when you want their stuff better. I'll take, I'll make you uh, an offer that no one else is going to make you. I'll teach them. Um, and I told, I've been telling people that for a little while. And one of my guys that lost several jobs to people that didn't know what they're doing. And they came back later to him wanting him to fix them. I was like, no, what you should do is offer um, workshops to, so they learn how to fix it because that way you don't have to, <laughs> that way they're going to pay you more and they're going to recommend you to other people before they recommend him. Right. Um, you know, if it's a job above his head, they're going to recommend you or recommend you to teach other people. Cause that's, cause that's how you keep that networking going. That's how you keep your name going and alive and also keep skin you paid. And, and you never know. They were like, well, my friend wants to learn this too. I'm going to recommend you. You know, it's fine. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> Not everyone has the patience to do that. I understand. <laughs> so you used to work on video games. Do you still play a lot of video games? I've never played a lot of video games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so what influenced you to work on the video games? I have always been in the presence of them and I've always liked the art. Mm-hmm. But as far as playing them, I play very, I do play them, but infrequently. So um, I, I really like, I beat all the Uncharted games that exist. Um, I've beaten a number of uh, Resident Evil games. And um, right now I'm working, oh, I did Horizon Zero Dawn and The Witcher. And like, I have literally named everything that I have done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's it. I take a game, um, most of the time, if I have free time, I'm making a personal project with art. So okay. like, I'll either be working in a pro- professional capacity for art or I'll be working making personal art. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm usually working out. Um, I like to lift weights a lot. And uh, then after all of that is done, I'll, I'll play a video game maybe. But I've always liked video game art. Like, um, because I've, all my friends have played, I've always, you always see it around. I always thought it was cool. So mm-hmm. that's how I got into it. And actually I got into it when, when I got into video games, I was like, huh, I should really play more of this. So I actually know what's going on. (laughs) So I did kind of bump up how much I played when I was in uh, the industry. And then I, you know, when I was working in the medical industry after that, I played like no video games. Mm -hmm. And now I'm playing a a couple more because um, it's good stress relief. And right now is a stressful time. (laughs) So I've been enjoying The Witcher 3 right now. (laughs) So uh, uh, I I don't want to you know, have you prop out your previous, you know, video game works. I have no idea how you feel buying those companies or anything like that, but were you able to do like the concept art you wanted to do while uh, in that industry? 
I was not at all. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was a, a younger artist. I got mm-hmm. hired as a, a junior artist. So I worked at, um, a tiny video game company that made, they weren't like AAA or all that at all. They made mostly games for kids. Mm-hmm. So essentially it was a, um, kind of like a stepping stone job. And then when I got, uh, and then when I got in there, it was kind of, um, God, I got hired around 2010. So we still kind of had the recession going on. Mm -hmm. So then that company shut down. And when that company shut down, then I ended up going over to medical. So, uh, and, but now I'm kind of like going back more into the concept art I kind of want to do, but more along the lines of like film instead of video games. So Mm -hmm. it's cool. I don't really care who I make monsters for. I just like making monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And do you think as you uh, learn the film part, you think you're going to stick to concept art or you think you're going to make that jump back into uh, uh, motion graphics? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see what uh, opportunities yeah. present themselves. Cause right. you know, sometimes life takes you on an unexpected path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and then we'll there's see. always, there's always new things coming like, wow, I can do that now. I didn't know I could do that now. I thought that was like a really expensive thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? It'll look like it's a dime thing, but people might just want the story or they want to see the art, which is, you know, I, I know there's a lot of geeks and fans. That's how people like us meet because we're geeks and fans and we like <laughs> this kind of stuff. For sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, so you, you so uh, you have a Patreon. What kind of things do you offer your uh, your patrons? So um, my patrons get everything early. So they mm-hmm. see all the monsters first. And I also have, uh, I do tutorials on how I make them. So it'd be a really good option if you if you want to learn how to do what I do, then my Patreon's the best place to do it because I give you everything for three bucks a month right now because of the pandemic. So it's like one tier gets you everything and you get the stories. You get to vote on the creatures that I make next. Um, if I'm going to be doing like a, one of those monthly events, like uh, the hashtag events that we were talking about, um, like Mermaid, like they already have seen all the stuff that I've made for Mermaid. Um, they get uh, first dibs on my shop. They get first refusal on originals. Like uh, the list is vast. What I give them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go ahead and look at your shop here, because now, oh wow, there's a cat pirate share. Uh, oh let yeah. Let me go over to this. Um, as as you might have guessed by the hippocampus, I, I might like pirates a little bit. <laughs> so the swashbuckling cat that was for um, Taiki Books. They were mm-hmm. it was a super fun commission. So that was that's the cover of one of their anthologies, and I loved making him. That's so cool. Is there any, I, I know you already mentioned sharks. Uh, there is there any like particular thing you like drawing? Just like, I like this shape. I like this thing. Oh, that greyhounds. Um, I used to own one and uh, I really just like the shape of sight hounds. That kind of like sight hounds and cheetahs. They have like that very, I can run fast, slender form. And mm-hmm. uh, that's probably my favorite form to draw. Even before I had one, like I, I was drawn to that. And then after that, it's all fish and lizards. <laughs> wow. Do, do you feel like there's any like, um, 
when you're talking to clients, do, do, do you feel like uh, um, there's any, um, um, oh, what's the term? Uh, um, like you won't understand what I'm trying to get through. I'm trying, like a lot of frustration trying to communicate something. And how do you get through that communication? I find that the best, the best way to do that is with pictures, usually. Mm-hmm quick little thumbnail sketches. So, you know, they'll say something, you'll doodle something on like a post-it note and be like, like this. And then they'll be like, no, or yes, that's usually a great way to get around any type of confusion. And like a lot of times it really depends on the experience level of the client itself and themselves. Like if you work with a client that's been hiring artists for years, you don't, it's, that doesn't come up. If you're working with kind of someone that doesn't, that has inexperience with artists that does come up. And then I find that the little posted note doodles usually get you pretty far. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know some artists are like, I don't want to work with, you know, people that, that have, you know, brand new like that. And they'll, they usually, uh, um, will be like, here, I know some someone else that might be able to work with you better because they want a different, they want a client with a little more money or, uh, um, easier communication just because they don't want to deal with it. I know I have realized people that def, uh, that worked with more, uh, artists and you can totally correct me if I'm wrong. This is just my personal experience with, 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 different field is they'll come up with uh, videos or pictures. Like I want something that incorporates this and this and this, but I want it like this way. Uh, uh, that's always been super helpful when, <laughs> when they're able to produce like visuals and, and give you some sort of a background of, of their idea using someone else's work. So you can kind of at least see where they're coming from. Oh yeah. That's always super helpful. Any sort of like you, obviously you want a well-written brief, I prefer all my briefs to be bulleted. Like a lot of people will be like, Oh, do you want the story? But I want like one sentence of story. Mm-hmm. Like I want physical aspects. Is it big? Is it small, furry, spiky, you know, that kind of thing. And then, um, maybe, uh, one little one or two sentences of like, this is from space and it is here to breathe fire on its enemies, that thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can run with that. But the people mm-hmm. who are like, Oh, I have like a two page brief on the history of this. No, no one wants to read that. I have no time to read that about your creature. And we're talking about video <laughs> games and concept yep. art and, uh, um, you know, the, 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 uh, board games, like D and D type type stuff. Oh yeah. I actually, <laughs> I actually had to turn away a client like that and it was unfortunate, but man, you know, people have certain budgets. So if you want me to read a 50 page document, well, that takes me quite a lot of time. I'm an artist, not the fastest reader. Um, so I'm like, do you want me to charge you an hour to two hours on just reading your brief? Or do you want to prep the brief so I can read it in 10 seconds and get drawing? And, mm-hmm. you know, this person was like, I'd really like you to read this 50 page document, but not have me not, not be charged for that time. And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, the motivations behind that is like one of like three or four different things. Uh, um, and the only reason behind that I could see why someone would want want that is they want to be excited about something but it's hard to be excited after reading 50 pages of uh backstory (laughs) and the thing is is like i i get it like if you're like a super story driven um like narrative kind of person that would excite you but you have to realize that i'm a visual person 
So I just want bullet points. I'll see the picture in my head. That will excite mm-hmm. me. And then I'll make the good art. So it's just a different way your brain works. <laughs> yeah. What's a good way to get an artist excited over a project? Like, you know, or at least get a reading. Cause I know when I've worked with artists, like I, I, I don't want an artist that's like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. I could do that. You know, I want, I'm like, that sounds real. What if we did this and start, you know, I want, I like, an excited artist that wants to that wants to work that wants to do that project what's a good way step one dollar signs yeah step one (laughs) there you go like i'll I'll be totally honest with you Mm -hmm. show up and have an idea about your budget just be like you know this is how much money i have because i mean like i said it's like hiring a plumber So it's like hiring a skilled laborer. So I've had so many people pitch me these awesome worlds and be like, and now that I've pitched you this awesome world, do you want to do it for next to no money? And I'm like, no, because my bank wants money for my house and I want food and to pay my electricity bill. So don't even come up with a pitch really until you come up with a budget. Come yeah, up with a budget first. I, I've had to stop people. I have people, uh, you know, like, hey, I want to have a meeting with you. I want to like, cool. Do you, these are the things I need you to come to the table with. Do you have a budget? Oh, I got all sorts of like, great. Give me some number figures and we can start talking about stuff. They show up like, okay, so what's the budget? Oh, whatever you need, you got like, are you sure that 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 doesn't make me comfortable? Yeah, I, I, I actually want to hear because if you have a, that big of a budget, then why are you talking to me? You're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no reason to be talking to me. If I could have everything I want, there's zero reason for, for you to be talking to me to be talking to, to someone that has, you know, a production staff, not just a single freelance guy. <laughs> because the thing the thing with people pitching ideas and wanting the artists to get excited about their world Mm -hmm. is like, I'm making my own world. And with my own world, I own all of it. I own all the rights. I can do all the prints. I can get it published by whoever I want. So why would I play in someone else's world for no money when Mm -hmm. I could play in my world? You know, like if I, if I, if I don't want to be worrying about money, I'm just going to make my world. And then eventually I could, you know, print that stuff or monetize it in a manner that is beneficial to a hundred percent me. So in order to get me excited about making your world, well, then that's like hiring a professional. And then you hire me as a professional to make your world happen. Now you're doing something that I find pretty interesting here. You're selling some prints of stuff for, of characters that you created for other, uh, um, for clients. Now, mm-hmm. is that, now how do you go about talking about that, uh, that you reserve the rights to, to, to sell these characters yourself? Yeah. So, uh, when you are negotiating the contract, you just ask for, um, rights to make prints and, m- Many clients are are really cool with that. The game companies sometimes will like say, oh yeah, but you can only make a hundred of them. Um, So they'll put like a cap, whatever they feel comfortable with. Some companies are strictly work for hire. So you don't get any um, rights. And a lot of the book publishing companies are, are really cool with you just making prints because they just want the cover for the book. And then after that, you know, you can do what you want. That's really cool. What's something that, what's the challenges working for a client versus doing your own project? Okay. Um, so if you're working, so the challenges of working, uh, for myself versus a client. So if you're working for a client, 
I mean, the, the challenge is always the, the client, like they have another sort of vision. So like whenever you add in another person, you add in another layer of complexity. So um, when I'm working for myself, if I make a drawing and I'm like, well, this is exactly what I saw in my head, problem over. But I've gotten, um, you know, I've worked with some clients and they're like, we sent the briefing and I sent back the thing and they're like, oh, well, this isn't exactly how we, we envisioned it. And honestly, like if as, as an artist gains an experience and as clients gain an experience that happens less and less, but sometimes it still comes up and you'll be like, oh, okay. I completely misunderstood what you were thinking of or, and, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's just when you add in another human being, you have to factor in the other human beings needs. So that's like the layer of nuance with the client. And then when you're working for yourself, uh, a lot of people have trouble sticking to like a schedule or motivating to work on another project. Because a lot of times you're doing like a client work or your day job and then you come home and you're doing your own personal work mm-hmm. and you're exhausted and you've had a long day at work or, or whatever. Um, I've never had a problem with that. I've done that since I was 12 or 13 years old and just never stopped. Like I would, you know, go to school, go to soccer, come home, make monsters. And it never sort of ended. It just kind of kept going. <laughs> so you've been making uh, uh, monsters and mythical beasts for a very long time. Yeah, it was about 12 that I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, this is what I'm going to do when I grow up. I'm going to make these monsters. Yeah. 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 Like I had to pitch art school to my folks. I did. Yeah. I actually did. I like, like made a proper pitch. Like they were all, they were all like, well, you're going to be a scientist. And, um, I was like, but art school. And then I had to pitch and I had to like show what other artists were making for like income and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And this was, um, this was before, this was like when like, uh, God, people were still making like insanity money with like before the dot-com thing died and stuff like that. So my, my numbers were way higher than they turned out to be by the time I graduated, (laughs) but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I had to pitch art school. So I've, yeah, I've heard a lot of artists that went to art school that, that sit down dinner with their families or, or, you know, friends of their family and they're like yeah i'm going to art school i'm like oh you're an art major yeah I, i'm sorry you know yeah. why don't you that's gotta that's gotta either hurt or something like how do you how do you respond to that especially now that you you know live off your earnings as a as a freelance artist and have several books underneath you it's like um you always kind of get like, actually, it's one of the things that I truly relish nowadays. So <laughs> back in the day when you're young and, and you don't have like any money and you don't have any books or anything like that, like people will take, you know, like people will take a poke at you and uh, you just kind of have to soldier on. Like really, it takes like 10 years to get anything going in art. So if you're like, you know, just graduated from art school and everything, just like, 
you're locked in for at least 10 years before cool stuff is going to happen. You're going to get like moderately cool stuff. And then once you're like 10 years in, you're like, Ooh, I can kind of maneuver and do some fun things. So just get through that first 10 years. Um, and that, then that, that, that's a lot. That's a long road. It is. It's a really long road. It's a long road. And also like, also with me, I graduated into a really, like I graduated into a recession that didn't help, you mm-hmm. know? So people depending on the year that you're born will have different opportunities and different challenges too. But now like people will be like, you know, Oh, how's that working out for you? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm a homeowner and I have multiple published books and, you know, would you like to see some of my books? And then people start like stuttering and and backpedaling and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't mock this person (laughs) anymore. (laughs) And it's, 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 it's a little funny to watch sometimes. (laughs) I won't lie. <laughs> yeah. And plus people don't know what all, all it is you're doing. They, they just think pictures. They don't think, no, there's an actual medical, like when you're doing uh, um, in the medical field, like, no, there's a whole, there's a lot, there's a lot I can be doing. And, you know, you just kind of have to be open to it. Yeah. People, really have no idea how much thing how many things in their lives artists touch Mm -hmm. like pretty much anything that you're interacting with on the web and an artist has touched any app you're using on a phone your artist an artist has touched so there's a lot of things that you can do um it's not just drawing pictures it's a there's many different paths you can take and i mean like you don't have to like walk one path and then be like i'm done with this path like i've made mobile apps within the the last few years you know mm-hmm. so and how many uh, i patreon something i'm trying to crack into so i i need to ask how many or i want to ask excuse me <laughs> how many patrons do you have right now um i think i have 54 okay last i last i checked i've been on patreon for four years mm-hmm. and um it gets right now I get about 450 a month. So I'm halfway to paying my bills, which is cool. I have <laughs> very, uh, that's the other thing when you're an artist, it really helps if you live like cheaply, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't have an expensive car. I have a condo, but the other thing too, is that like, I don't feel like I really want for anything. Like I don't have expensive tastes either. Like I never, I never have. So it's been a good fit. It's been, it's been fine. Yeah. I don't know too many. Well, I know photographers that, that, that have a pretty, pretty high taste, but photographers come in every flavor. So can't mm-hmm. really compare to, uh, to photographers. <laughs> oh, because, because you can't, there's not one term that describe them all. And it's like anything, everything's individual. Um, what's, um, What's a question you wish people would ask you more? And that could be, you know, a client. That could be when someone's looking at your art. That could be anything. What's something that you're like, why are you asking me this? You should be asking me that. Uh, Hmm. I think maybe the thing that I want people to know the most about me is that I don't just do one kind of art. So maybe that's like, I don't know how to phrase that in the form of a question, um, but, <laughs> but, um, you like wish, I wish people would ask you how many, you know, 
uh, yeah, other like styles. Many, yeah, like how many different forms of art can you make? And that's one of the things I find yeah. is mo- the most frustrating thing about clients in general is um, usually when you're dealing with a client, they have a problem and then mm-hmm. you have to solve that problem for them. But the thing that I found is like they get kind of pigeonholed. So they'll be like, I need someone that does illustrations. And mm-hmm. I also need game miniatures. I can make both of them. And I've made both of them at a professional level for, you know, various clients. So I'll say, I can make these illustrations for you. And they're like, good, you're an illustrator. And I'm like, I can also make the game minis too. You could just hire one person to do all of that for you. And I would take care of it. And they're like, no, you're an illustrator. And I'm like, also a sculptor. Like, <laughs> So I wish people would investigate the full breadth of what an artist can do. Mm-hmm. Because I would gladly do 2D and 3D art for my clients. I do it like for me. For Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That That's a good, that's... <laughs> you know because i know when people look at artists you know like whether they're scrolling through fiverr or 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 twitter with the hashtag you know you know for hire um they look for artists that are already doing styles similar to what they're looking for and if you find some well this is really really cool it doesn't hurt to ask hey do you, can you do more of a cartoonish style or something with more elaborate pencil work though the worst you're gonna get is no that's not my thing or like actually i'm i actually do have something like you know you never know um <laughs> i i've actually I, I, you know when i used to get when i was looking for a tattoo um hey this is the only tattoo person available right here i don't feel like going to another store hey i want from this style you know what let me call up someone i got somebody for you you know, nice. if they nice. can't do it themselves, sometimes they'll give you a really good recommendation. So it doesn't hurt to ask. For sure. It, yeah, it doesn't. And I've recommended my own friends to people that have come to me and asked for stuff that I don't really do. Mm-hmm. So if someone asks you, hey, can you, you know, say, can you do this more of a style of a comic book, you know, uh, Calvin Hobbes style? I don't know. I'm just throwing out names. <laughs> If you can't, you know, if you would you even consider doing it unless, you know, probably you probably ask how much they're offering. <laughs> yep, go get paid. But oh, um yeah. <laughs> uh if someone was ask like asking me to do like a Calvin and Hobbes style, I really don't do um super like cutie mm-hmm. comics like that. So I would I would say no, mostly because I don't want to under deliver. That's the other thing too, is like, you know, it's like, yeah, taking the, taking the money would be great. But at the same time, I want them to get something that they want. So they want Calvin and Hobbes. I can't deliver Calvin and Hobbes. And, um, for that one specifically, I wouldn't have someone that could recommend it to, but if they were like, Oh, I want Sailor Moon. I know someone that like lives a breeze and sleeps and eats Sailor Moon. So I'm like, Oh, you should go to this artist. You know, that that's what I would do. But if they were like, oh, can you um, do the same thing you're doing? Do more like a watercolor pen and ink style? I'd be like, yeah, I can do that. That's awesome. Um, I, I just want to throw, usually I have a better, smoother transition for this, but I just want to remind people that uh, um, the charity that I'm currently pitching for is still 
dvfarm.org. So check out dvfarm.org. Um, it, it just, just, just read through it. Don't, don't, don't even listen to my pitch for it. Just, just go to the website, look for it. And if you can't donate, cause it's, it's a hard time. Um, if you buy stuff on Amazon, like everyone buys stuff on Amazon, go to smile.amazon and you can choose any charity of your choice off of there to no extra cost to you. And a little bit goes to charity. My charity choice is the DV farm. Um, uh, probably because I'm on DV radio, which is all under the same umbrella. <laughs> You know, you, you got to throw some dysfunctional veteran love out there because um, they are all, all veteran uh, owned and uh, and ran. Um, but of course, if you don't, smi- I always recommend, you know, if your guy use Amazon, you smiled on Amazon. You can say whatever you want by Amazon, but if you're going to shop on there, at least, uh, <laughs> at least it'll help somebody. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, plug away your, is there any other information you want to put out there? Thank- uh, well, I mean, I guess I, I'd like to plug my book. <laughs> Go ahead. Plug yeah. your book, your Patreon, your website. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So, um, like I, like I said, I'm making the book Zero Drag Murder Mouth, Alien Sharks and More. Right now it is 100% funded by my patrons. And if I can get, um, well, if I can get 333 patrons, then I can pay all my bills. And we're about we're in it, we're in it about fifty. So we got a long way to go. But at the same time, I've made all my tiers um, kind of pandemic friendly. I've condensed them all down to a pay what you want model. So for three dollars or more a month, you get the full boat. You get the extra tutorials. You get to see stuff first, first dibs, uh, first dibs on stuff in, in the shop, um, voting, all sorts of good things. So um, if you go to patreon.com slash Sarah Dollinger, my, my name, uh, you can read the full list of everything you get. So if you like my art, I would really like for you to check out my new project because the more people I get supporting the new project, the less I have to spend time on client work. So the more I can make the project and then it can come out faster. And if anyone's interested in any of this uh, conversation that might have been cut, um, which believe me, if anything's cut, it's mostly what I'm saying in my own blunders. But I know some people like to laugh at that. So you can go ahead and go to my Patreon, which is backslash Toten. And you can also go to the website Toten or the website Media Layer Sandwich to look at the videos and audio recordings of all of Media Layer Sandwich. And remember, my, if you go to my Patreon, it doesn't just support this uh, this podcast supports the other projects I want to get back to doing. And I know there's a lot of people that want me to get, pull up a Nerf gun uh, for something that I, I done many years ago. But uh, for me to do that, I, I need funding because I don't own any Nerf. Well, I own like five Nerf guns. Um, that's a backstory I'm not going to go into right now. If people want to see it, they can go to YouTube and check it out. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed our discussion. Uh, it's just sharing helps a lot. Just liking, sharing, subscribing, following, leaving a review on whatever podcast you're watching. It helps a lot. And I'm sure sharing your, um, you know, Sarah's website helps as well. And so much. It, that's what helps. Uh, again, hope you enjoy our discussion and may the algorithms be in your favor.